Welcome to today's show. I'm Dave Rasmussen, host of Tactic Talk, and I'm here today with Rick Carter, founder of Tactic, creator of Organized Routines, and author of the new book, Routinized. How you doing, Dave? Nice to be here. Thanks for joining us. You know, of course, we're here to talk about the book. Can you just tell us what is Routinized about in a nutshell? Uh, Routinized is about turning all the work we have to do in our life into daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly routines to get it out of our head and into action. Routines, it's a, it's a pretty touchy subject at times. Some people seem to either love routines and embrace them and love the, you know, the structure or the rigidity, and other people just seem to be repulsed by routines. They, they want more spontaneity. They, they seem allergic to structure. Talk about that. Yeah, so I have uh, uh, my whole life been about trying to do things in a routine way. And in the process of actually writing this book, I did research on, on hundreds of quotes by people, both famous and not famous, and what they said about routine. And I would say that half the people said something why routines were bad, and the other half the people talked about why routines are good. What I'm trying to do is to say that we all live by routine, whether we want to admit it or not. If we could actually videotape our lives every day, and watch them, we find that we pretty much live by things we do over and over and over again. Also, we make these commitments all the time. We say to somebody, hey, let's do that every week. Or we say to ourselves, hey, I always want to do that. Or I want to make sure I do that every month or something. And yet we never do. And the reason why is because routines, unlike habits, routines are not meant to be stored up in your head. Routines don't work well in your head. People are used to living by habits. So I think when people talk about routines are bad, they're really talking about habits and not routines. I like to exercise a lot. And how, what's the difference between an exercising habit and an exercise routine? How yes. do I know which one I have? So an exercise habit is something that is implicit kind of in your head that you have to re- kind of remember to do and it requires a trigger. So everything that you do requires some kind of a trigger. But habits require triggers by some other previous action. So exercise, it would be like this. I get up in the morning, and in my head, uh, my head is triggered to do exercise because I get up. So I get up, my mind says, trigger, exercise now. Whereas with a routine, it's explicit. It's written down somewhere. So if you have many things you want to accomplish throughout the day, you can either try to remember them all or wait for something to trigger you to do it. So a habit is triggered by some other previous action, whereas a routine is explicit and is triggered by a frequency like daily, weekly, or monthly. So before we dive deeper into the book, you know, you mentioned that you've been, in your background, you've used routines a lot. Tell us more about you know, your personal and professional background. Uh, so currently I'm a serial entrepreneur uh, I have been a, a consultant in the healthcare industry for 25 years and uh, built a successful consulting practice doing that work. And I'm a father and a husband and a grandfather of 14 grandchildren. So what I've tried to do in my business world and in my personal world is try to establish explicit things that I choose to do every day. I call it living intentionally. like. I just don't want to make a plan. I intend to carry out my plan. And I'm not always successful. I have failed just a little bit less than I've succeeded. 
And most of failure has been caused by things that I could have done, things that were so easy to do, I just didn't routinely do them. I just didn't maintain the routine to do them. I thought I could, you know, just solve any problem or I could execute any project if I put enough massive effort to it. And eventually, the energy to do that just wears out. You can't quite keep it organized. And I've said, you know what? I'm going to stop trying to live like somehow I can build Rome in a day. In fact, I decided from now on in my life, I'm going to daily build things and have a much more peaceful life and make a lot more progress. And would you say that's really the message you're trying to get across in, in Routinized is to give people hope or direction to say, look, stop trying to use these massive thrusts of effort stop trying to save the world or uh, you know don't ignore routines let the world start on fire and then you save the day by putting it out you know you'd save a whole lot of time and energy and effort on all that wasted stuff putting the fire out by just not having it start in the first place and you're saying as hard as it may be um, and as awkward as it might be up front look just set up routines and you'll avoid all these fires you'll avoid all of this distraction and you'll have a lot better life that that's really what you're trying to have people do in this book when they read it that's that's the reaction you want them to have that's it exactly right Yep, got it. Well, you know, I have an advanced copy here of Routinize in front of me, and the first thing that stood out to me uh, was your table of contents. I don't see, I see numbers, but they're not page numbers. Tell me yeah, about that. Yeah, so uh, when I read books, um, I, I'm more interested in how long it's going to take me to read the book. Um, and so I, when I made the book, uh, I, I implemented what I think is a pretty unique thing in a book. In fact, I've never seen it anywhere in any book ever, which is how many minutes it takes to read the chapter. Uh, based upon the average reading speed of an adult, which is you know 250 to 280 words a minute, and uh, so yeah, that's how I organize. And the, I wrote the book specifically to take one hour, so that you could sit down and say, okay, you know, I want to read this chapter. It takes four minutes, or this one it takes two minutes. So uh, yeah, I made no, that, it by, that's, by minutes. That, that's great, and you know, and and for me and other time-starved people. Uh, I start a lot of books. I don't finish a lot of books, and I think this <laughs> it's great because. And maybe it's I, I need a better routine for my reading. But you know, you know, you get this big book and you read the first few chapters, but you don't really have a routine to stick with it. But this one, you're saying, you know, you solve that by first I bite size. I tell you exactly how many minutes it's going to take, and then really, it only takes 60 minutes. It takes one hour of your time, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just really unique. I thought that was great. So I wanted to, t to have you talk to us about a couple of the things that are a little more. Uh, I, they're not controversial, but they're just they're they're different. They're different spins on things. One of them that stood out to me, uh, you, you take on this concept of having the employee be the greatest asset in any business. I mean, it's a big rah rah thing. You know, I'm envisioning every time a boss gets up in front of his employees saying, you know, you're the number one reason we're here, and you take that on. You're, you're saying, look, that's only half the equation. The people aren't the only greatest asset in your business. So what's the other half? So the other half isn't what somebody knows. It's like somebody, you, you can hire an employee that knows about, about butter and about flour and about water and about salt. But what's the recipe that, that, that they put together that turns that knowledge into work, that produces the result? So it's the routines that they have. You can hire an employee who knows every single thing there is to know about accounting. But how you do it in your organization, the routines of that process, is what makes them work. The other thing about routines is there are plenty of people who are brilliant, they are superstars, they're amazing people, and yet we all have, have had people that even though they're quite amazing, they don't quite do things routinely, and at the end of the day we say to ourselves, you know, I'd rather have someone who I can rely on to do, th do something routinely 
than someone who does something but you never know when they're going to do it. So the assets uh, in an organization are first the routines that you have in your business that when you hire this brilliant person you can come in and say okay I know you know how to do these things very well here is how we do them in our business the specific sequences and routines so here's what I want you to do daily weekly monthly yearly and while I'm on that a lot of people talk about not wanting to micromanage and I'm saying you know what it's time we recognize that so many people leave jobs or get fired from jobs not because they didn't know how to do the work they just needed one more level of clarification down just give me some guidance as to what you'd like me to do daily weekly monthly and yearly and if you would do that you give the person a lot more direction and it's not micromanaging it is actually helping you and them create a structure of accountability hmm. so it's not only just the fact that routines are there but it's also getting over overcoming this idea that somehow by telling someone that specific of direction that somehow you're over managing or you're micromanaging in fact you're not you will be relieved and they will be relieved and now you actually have a way of maintaining accountability on what you expect and what they want to and are willing to do for you a lot of employees out there think you know you're hiring me because I am a rock star and here's what I'm gonna bring to your organization so don't constrain me with your routines let me tell you how it's done. Don't don't come and tell me how it's done. What do you say to that person who says, "Look, I'm not an entry level worker here. I'm I'm a creative guy, or gal. You know, I, I'm a I'm a knowledge worker. I know what I'm doing. Just come, let me do it." Are, are you saying don't do it and do whatever you say, or just make sure I'm explicit about my process, or how do, how do I integrate that? So every single organization uh, has a way of doing things, and an organization. The definition of an organization is when you have two or more people who have come together with, for a common cause, they're willing to be accountable to each other, and they're willing to work towards that common cause by delegating responsibilities to each other. Well, the problem is, is in an organization, you're living by these routines that organizations rely upon different people to do different things. So if you're in an organization where, let's say you're the, a super, super, super creative copy editor, and you're trying to get some newsletter out or some blog post out on a weekly basis and the creative copy editor says hey um, I have my way of doing things you hired me because I'm a rock star copy editor and you say thank you very much but you know what every Wednesday by noon I need your copy done so I can put it in the blog post now if they come in and say hey I have my way of doing things you say well we have a way of doing things I need you to do that routinely all organizations rely upon organizational routines to function. A family does. A team does. Dancers have that. People who run, who are in plays do that. Businesses have that. Families do that. We all rely upon these routines to function. I'm simply saying it's time we organize those routines explicitly and get them out of our heads and stop relying upon these implicit triggers to trigger us to do these things. Uh, you know, we've been talking all about routines. The book's name is Routinized. Are routines the only types of tasks? I mean, in your world, as you have built these businesses, if you as you run your family, is is routine the only thing you preach? Is that what you're saying? You know, li life's about really just recurring tasks. There's no one-off tasks, or or what are the different types of work that people have to do every day? It's not just yeah. routines, right? Right. So if you take your work, if you if you look at what you did the last week, if you happen to have written everything down, like 
amazingly you might have done that wrote everything down what you're going to find is you can break them down into four types of work one things that you do really quick that aren't repeated I call those incidentals then you have things that take longer to do but aren't repeated those tend to be projects then you have things that come up at the last minute never at a good time they're always in charge of us they always control us they always make sure that we pay attention to them and those are called problems and it's usually caused because we didn't do something to prevent them in the first place the fourth type of work we do is routines it's ten, the things we do over and over and over again again and again and again if you look at all the things you did this last week you're gonna find that the majority of things are actually routines things you do over and over and over again if you do the routines which we all tend to like not do because they tend to be boring we kind of tend to get numb to them you will find that you will have fewer incidentals and you will have far fewer problems you will have more time to work on projects which really propels our life forward so those four types of work if each day you'll routinize your life your business your family and you first work on the routines for the day you will find that you'll have more time to work on the projects fewer incidentals and you will find problems almost go away well that's a that's a, that's a pretty big promise um, so for somebody who wants to get routinized you're saying look you're not going to give up your your one-off tasks you're still going to have them but they're just going to be a lot less and you're saying look if you'll routinize your life your problems are more or less going to go away and it's going to be you know act of god type of things earthquakes okay nobody can control those but everything that's controllable you will control through organized routines right correct now rick you say in the book that this isn't about you did not write routinized the book to try to sell tactic the software you are the founder of tactic tactic is routinization software so why not just direct, just direct people to the software and skip the book? Why have a book at all? Well, I had to address the first issue of routine to let people know that there is hope in a better and different way of working. So when I wrote the book, I thought about writing it to say, here is how to use tactic. But then I realized, no, I got to take on the issue of here is why routine is actually the way life works. And if you accept that concept that everything in life works because of routine, then you're going to realize that the only way that works is to get it out of your head. It does not work to put the routines and recurring tasks in your head, organize them in your head, assign them into people, be prompted by them, and account for them all in your head. It is impossible to do that. You have to have some way to externalize that, some way to put that in something. So on the one hand, I am sincerely interested in people actually making an improvement in their lives. And so to write the book without mentioning tactic would be to give them this great concept without a way to execute it. So you read all these books, you go to seminars, and you leave there motivated, and when you go home they always talk about implementation. But there's never usually a very good tool to actually execute it. So I made tactic to execute it the book is there as the concept I had to connect them some way so even though I didn't write the book to sell it I knew that I had to if I was really sincere about helping people I had to say look at the end of the day you can write routines on a piece of paper you can put them in a calendar you can put them in a spreadsheet there are lots of tasks out there that you can use to organize tasks but tactic is the only one that manages just recurring tasks and organizes them in a way that life is kind of structured. 
So I knew I had to connect those two dots. Got it. So, you know, I have this advanced copy in my hands. When is the, the copy that everybody else can order going to be available? So uh, the, uh, the book is uh, available on Amazon. And you can go to Amazon and order it now. The audiobook should be out uh, uh, in a couple weeks, in the middle of August. And the actual Kindle version of the book also will be out in a couple of weeks. And you can get more information about when that happens at uh, tactic.com forward slash routinized. That website talks about the book and what's happening with it. Uh, but you can order it now, a paper, uh, the paperback copy now. Well, I just wanted to uh, leave our listeners with something you mentioned here on the back of the book. And uh, just because it really, it really resonated with me. And, and I, I, just, I just want to share it. So, you know, it's, it says, everyone wants to be happier, to do more of what they enjoy doing, to get more joy out of life. Everything you want to accomplish in life takes routine work. That's because life's outcomes are designed to be achieved by the routine work for each outcome. You know, again, that really hit me. And it's getting back to, to my previous question about, you know, why, why even write a book? Why not just sell the software? Uh, from what it sounds like, Tactic the software, really, it isn't just a, a one-dimensional piece of software in terms of, oh, it's here to help you do your corporate taxes or it's here to help you manage some aspect of your business or life. You, you really see this as a, it's about life in general. You're trying to help people accomplish more in their life through routine work. It's not a, it's not a segmented product or a niche product. You really see this as uh, for, for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, I remember the day when a word processor came out and we all thought, why would you ever want to use a word processor? I have my typewriter, I got my paper, I write my words on paper. And today, we write all of our words in a word processing program. Today, we put all of our numbers into spreadsheet programs. Today, we send all of our mail through email. I see the day when all of work, be it personal, family, work, uh, business, when all of work will be actually routinized into software. Why would we want to keep it in our heads? So yeah, I see it as a universal tool to address all the work that we do. In fact, I think that the day will come when all business will have the work in the business routinized so you, when you hire people, they can get up to speed faster. It will also make work more available to people because today, much of the recipe on how you do work is kept in people's head and we don't share it with people. In fact, if you look at some companies, they're successful not because of the work they do, but it's because of the way that they do their work. And I see the day when that is all externalized and exposed, and now we don't have this the secrets in people's heads of how they go about doing work to accomplish jobs and fulfill goals. So you're, you're saying you want to commoditize work to, totally. to, to really make it generally available. I mean, the, the when you talk about that, it's reminding me of the Industrial Revolution. Yes. You know, you're saying let's let's build an assembly line, let's get this stuff out of people's heads and get out of get out of a say an industry of craftsmen to an industry of production uh, to, to get these routines or these recipes, as you're calling them, to just get them out of people's heads to make them explicit. Um, now, do you see some pushback though from the intellectual property people saying, "Well, this is our secret sauce"? Are you saying, "Look, if the sooner we get rid of secrets in terms of execution," the better off society will be? Yes, because I'm sure one day somebody thought that there was, a, there, there was something proprietary about how we would, you know, I'm sure that the, the, the post office hated the day when email came out. 
that somehow we aren't going to communicate anymore or somehow there's going to, something's going to be lost in that. And I know today we always talk about, you know, we don't write letters anymore, but my guess is there's much, much more communication going on than there ever was in an advanced business that way. I'm sure someone thought 150 years ago that if you make all these chairs in a factory that the craftsmen will be out of work. Let me give you an example of what just breaks my heart. I will see someone open up a business and I know what it took for them to start up. They put all their dreams, all their money, all their hope, all their time into starting up this business. And then a year later, they have a closed sign and their business is shut down. They've spent their money, they spent their hope. Those kinds of situations make people sometimes, it, it challenges the relationships they might have with their spouse, it may challenge their ability to kind of be a good parent because they're mad and they're upset. And angry. Businesses that close are the things that break my heart. And then when you look at what they didn't do and you say, well, did you do this daily? Well, no. Did you do this weekly? Well, I tried to. Well, the businesses that succeed, they, this is what they do each day, this is what they do each week, this is what they do each month, and every single business, whether you have a pet store, whether you have a, a laundromat, or whether you have a consulting firm, or whether you have a doctor's office, every business has its own unique routines that makes that business work. And I'm saying, let's write them down, let's make them explicit, and now we can commoditize it, lower the cost, lower the risk of failure in business, increase the success, and make success in business, let alone in families and in personal lives, more available to more people. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, Rick. The book's name is Routinized, How the Organized Routine Routinizes the Work that Elevates Success in Your Business, Family, and Personal Life. My guest today has been Rick Carter, the founder of Tactic, the creator of Organized Routines, and the author of the new book, Routinized, available now at Amazon. Thanks so much, Rick. Thank you.